What is up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? My name is Jade, and I'm joined by my good friend and collaborator, Simon Anderson. This is episode 8 of the Here Is What We Know podcast. Simon, how are you doing? Jade Farrah, this is in fact episode 8, take 2 of the here's what we know podcast um so this is our second time doing it this afternoon after a false start but i'm here ready to get stuck in and um after a week off i'm ready i'm amped i've got the energy for for a big one well that's what happens when um twitch goes and resets everybody's keys and you entirely forget about the fact that they did that uh it's good to be with everybody this afternoon this is our chance to get into the news and pop culture of the week and something I always forget to do, but if I could please, please, please encourage you to like, subscribe and do whatever it is the platform encourages encourages you to do to be part of our platforms in the future, please do that. But before we get into the meat and potatoes, the arguments, the controversy, I need to bring everybody the question of the day. Hannah doesn't know what it is. Hi, uh, guys. Simon definitely doesn't know what it is. Sorry, just one thing. Is my phone in here or no? No, your phone's not in here. Okay. Sorry, right. I'm going to be right back. Sure. We are live now. I'll just to let you know, guys, <laughs> yeah. what I, I'm, I'm not wanting to come in and out. I'm just cooking, so I don't want You want to be watching your timers, yeah. So I just want to make sure I have the time with me. That's okay. So, Simon, it looks like Hannah's going to be playing a little bit later. Are you ready for the question of the day? Absolutely. All right. So, here it is. Suck it to me. The question of the day is, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Great song. Um, Great question. What is love? Something... I've spent a lot of the last, oh, at least like five to ten years of my life <clears throat> thinking about. It's consumed a lot of my life in terms of romantic love and then uh, family love. And just um, And as a person in general trying to act more lovingly, I have embraced love uh, a lot in the last, yeah, in the most recent years of my life. Um, it's hard to define it. I think I'll start with um, a bit of a borrowed definition, which I don't fully subscribe to, but I think it gets close. Um, but it talks about romantic love, but you could also uh, extend this into to just uh, non-romantic non love in terms of family, friends, and just close people in your life. But the, 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 the definition goes, love is, love is giving someone the power to hurt you, but trusting them enough to know that they won't. And I'll when i first heard that i was like oh okay then that i guess that's close because it's it definitely um it gets close to that 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 subconscious feeling when you know that you feel love towards someone like underneath where you are expressing that kind of affection underneath that affection to them is you surrendering some power to them to have that power over you a little bit but but you don't you don't really want your the person people in your that you love in your life to have power over you like you need to then have still that level of 
to truly love some people you have to be able to, to to let them go like you can't let your love for somebody change your actions or um you can't let the consequences of your actions um related to those loved ones change who you are so i think love is close to that it's yeah it's giving those people close to you the power to to um to to, to inflict like pain on you uh and, and having having the trust that you um that you, that you that you know that they're not going to to hurt you but um yeah it's a tough question man like there's there's so much all these different types of love and and everybody has like a subconscious understanding of um the the, the emotions um and the mental state tied to feeling love for somebody but it's such a hard thing to write down like a definition of uh if if you feel these things or if you think these things about somebody or if um, these specific things happen in that it's love but great question jason i hope you enjoyed my answer my non-answer no that that was (laughs) that was pretty deep and before we go to hannah for her response just like i was gonna say you go next okay so before we go to me then um so would you say that there's always a component of pain related to love then like is that what you're saying um because because your litmus test for love is is about pain that's what i noticed about your response well okay here's 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 a level of pain that you say that a loved person this is a bit of a pain that a loved person can inflict on you that you will be okay with and you would still say that you love them so let's say for example your mother passes away rest in uh, touch wood gosh hope she she doesn't soon but just for the example if your mom passed away you would feel pain um because of the grief and the loss and the love for somebody like that that's a component of your love for them is that and they you, you because you love your mum there is the potential for that that pain to come so yeah. but you would be okay with that i would be okay i 100 percent know that when the time comes it, it'll be painful yeah but um no it's, it's, it's part of it's part of the package yeah sorry uh, to get real heavy on this Sunday <laughs> afternoon, but yeah no it was potentially Goes the question i guess that was the question, yeah. Yeah, potentially, mm. potentially my fault for going so deep after a, after a week off. Um, <laughs> for for me, lo- love love is really love is really about intent. So so I don't I don't necessarily like you, Simon. I don't relate love to romantic love. That's kind of that is a form of love, but I I tend to go to the macro of love and Mm. say that love is about intent love is things like letting people know you appreciate them i'm one of those people as well that when i say you know i'm keen to catch up or keen to do some kind of activity i'm really intentional about that i know it's kind of weird in the modern world people people kind of say oh yeah we should catch up this and that Mm. they never do it I'm all about making sure that gets done. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. And, um, cause my dad, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't and still isn't a very expressive, 
uh, person. So this comes back to reverse engineering we talked about a couple of weeks mm. ago. Uh, you, you know, observing my dad and my mum being quite the sort of withdrawn introvert in terms of her feelings anyway. She's very expressive <laughs> as a part Italian woman about lots of things. But feelings-wise, my, my parents never did that. So in terms of dealing with everyone around me, I make sure they know that I appreciate their time. I, I make sure I reach out and just see how they're doing without it being work-related. Because a lot of people contact me They'll say, how are you going? And also, we need you to do this thing. And, <laughs> and, and I really I really hate that about uh, the modern way of socializing. I, I make sure to reach out to people when there's no need for me in terms of work or personal gain. Yeah, that that's what love is. When you reach out with intent for nothing in return. Yeah. Nice, I like that. Uh, oh, go ahead, you can. No, you make a comment. It's fun. Huh? No, oh, no. I was just. I want to hear yours first, and then it was just something <laughs> more about. wasn't It wasn't in response to Jade's um, answer. It's just more about the question in general. So I'll wait yeah. for you. Um. To go on top of that, I think you know there's so many different forms of love. I think the biggest thing that you first need to have is appreciation. You need to have appreciation for yourself to be able to accept love, to be able to give love. And love is about caring, actually. You know, that appreciation. Now, it's not about um, messing, messaging someone every, ta- every day, and it's not about... Um, consistency it's about the intent yeah and it's about yep. the intentional purpose of what you do and how you enjoy time with a person but it's about appreciating yourself because i've recognized that um in in circumstance circumstances if you are not in the right place to be able to appreciate yourself and love yourself you're not able to give love and mm. be loved. So I think uh, it's about an appreciation for yourself. It's about an intent. And it's about caring in the right way. Being brave enough to say what may be a little bit awkward at times. It may be a little bit wrong. But the honest truth. Yeah, so, so, so you're very much about love yourself first would be like your vibe, and that that comes from a very young age, and you get that yeah. from your parents. Yeah, and that's not even about romantic, and then from there, you then get to an age where you start having romantic relationships, and then you also recognise the people in your life who actually matter from from I remember in high school people are very, as you very much say oh let's catch up to actually now in life um, those people who want to say oh yeah we'll catch up one for the purpose of just for work or actually who want to catch up and you actually appreciate and enjoy their time so 
I use that phrase very, very rarely. Like, like I don't expect mm. people on the stream to believe me. Like, you just have to take my word for it. But I use it very, very rarely. Like, if I say keen to catch up, that's Jade saying, yep, he's actually going to go out and do it. Mm. Simon, you were going to say. Yeah, so this is... This, I... Uh, this goes back to um, one of the first things you said, Jade, for your um, answer was talking mm -hmm. about you and just going after love like on a macro level. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you remember, but we were talking with one of the, the viewers last week and I was talking about, and we were talking about um, uh, him reconnecting with his father um, Annika. Oh, no, oh, no, yeah. oh, no, oh no, it wasn't so. It was the, uh, the person we were talking about stress. Um, and there was an individual yeah. in the chat who were talking about stress and and stress levels and um and i was talking and then uh i, I moved on to the conversation we we're talking about how love and fear were like the two primary emotions kind of that a human can express so uh, he was talking about how question, anger drives mm, them was the oh yes yeah that's right yeah, yeah sorry yeah yes that's right and yeah we were talking about anger and that here yeah, using it for, for for fuel and then uh, i was making the comment that you'll burn yourself out eventually um but yeah so um kind of following off that discussion love is like this it's one of the 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 two options you can kind of operate as a human you can choose to operate out of fear and make all of your decisions and actions and mental states exist in that from that core sense of fear fear creates anger jealousy um you know aggression all that kind of stuff uh, but love on the other side creates happiness it creates gratitude it creates acceptance it, you know it creates calmness and and so i think love is not just a an emotion you can feel towards other people it's a it's a it's a state of being that you can express and you can it's almost like a channel like okay if, if you're getting deep into it in terms of like mm. vibrational frequencies and matter like the, at the atomic level and it's all vibration and you're sounding a bit hippie here simon but you know love is like a vibration you can tap into and almost like a, one, a version of reality where it's fear-based or love-based where if you're always acting from a loving place then you tune loving things that. will happen yeah 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 you tune into that you kind of access that 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 reality of love and yeah so i think not is it not only is it just a uh, an emotion tied to to other um beings but i think it's a, it's it's an it's a way of life um that that you can kind of adopt as well and then the, and then the other thing i wanted to talk about was like um love languages i'm not sure if you've ever heard of love languages jade I have, but I'm not sure, like, I fully understand them, so keen to hear from you on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think, I think <laughs> most dudes my age, I think most dudes my age who have, um, you know, either used a bit of uh, online dating um, apps or um, <clears throat> have, um, have bumped into a few uh, young girls through university and stuff like that, they, they learn about love languages, um, but essentially it's just, it's just, um, habits and uh things that you do to express love when you feel it for somebody for some for some people uh words of affirmation just comes naturally and they're quite expressive with their words in terms of uh, their love for somebody sometimes it's acts of service which is what most males kind of uh, lean towards because it's just how they're hardwired problem solve solve problems <laughs> 
for pretty girl, pretty girl like me. So that's their love language is acts of service. And then there's um, like gifts and then there's like physical touch. And it's just, it's just all the, there's, I think there's like about seven or something, but it's just like these different um, personality types and just the way you express your love. But then also like the way you express your love can be different from the way you receive love as well. Like some like dudes who, ha who love acts of service probably won't actually acknowledge those acts of service if it came from their partner they would they might like be aware of their, another way their partner expresses love like through physical touch or words yep. of affirmation like some dudes are a sucker for a pretty woman who will tell them how muscly and strong they are and how awesome they are like so these love yeah love language is basically just kind of these different basic types that people express and and how they manifest it's pretty cool yeah, I, I've never even considered what my love language is. I, I think, I, th I think, yeah, no, Simon, you're actually blowing my mind. What would, what would you say some of the components of your love language are? Help me to, like, investigate myself through listening to you to your examples mm, mm. are you happy to share by the way this is, yeah yeah this is of course deep. yeah no I, I love it i love this i mean i love this stuff like i mean and if there's any pretty girls watching they might you know, hear, like what they hear um but I, i'm 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 like an i'm a, I'm a very big access service dude almost to like a fault where like in previous relationships i would be so hardwired to just immediately fix problems instead of ever listening to the problems that it would be a hindrance but it's still definitely one of the the ways i express uh, love and just more generally to the people i love like not just romance like to my mates and stuff like yeah. that i love yeah. i love like buying them a coffee when i come around to their house like you know there's nothing more than other than i love is like if i stay over in a mate's place after a big night or whatever it's like heading down to the gas station grabbing them a coffee or a power and coming back and like waking them up and be like here you go bro good morning like you know that kind of stuff nice. just because i get like a kick out of that oh bro you're amazing thank you um so like access service is definitely something that i like and then physical touch as well i think is a, is, is, a, is a big one for me cool man um mm. yeah those uh, yeah but and then i think i think i'm a sucker for for uh for words of affirmation I'm, I'm a bit of a softie i like to be told that i'm appreciated yeah i i'm probably not i'm probably not about the pda stuff and i know that that's been a bit of a bit of a been a bit of a clincher in relationships of mine because um you, you know the person that i'm with will be like oh so who are you who are you trying to reserve yourself for or who you trying not to get snapped by but mm, um mm. It, it wasn't about that at all it was just, no it's just a principle yeah. yeah yeah and um you know this is this is kind of going off track but i think another way that i express love simon is through acts of service but um differently in terms of the fact that several times throughout my life random people have come into my life like people i don't even know and like solved really big problems for me when i was a child like really big like won't go won't go onto it into it on the stream but i've found myself at various times just noticing when people need help and mm. doing the utmost i can not to make it weird but definitely wanting to solve their problem, you, you know? Because yeah. I was helped out in such big ways when I was a kid. I just want to 
help people like all the time. Yeah. But definitely yeah. not trying to make it weird because I know I know as Kiwis we're quite prideful and stuff like that. So mm. yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you take like a, um, well, there's this like trend I've seen on social media for like young millennials or even I don't know what's the young, the youngest generation, but to like make fun of um, people's personal traits as um, expressions of underlying trauma like how like uh any sort of any sort of like positive or negative quality it's just some sort of manifestation of trauma like oh what's that you'd like to you like to help people and you, the love languages of acts of service oh is that because you had a horrible childhood and you just want to make sure everyone else feels good like there's just this whole trend of just ruining um you know yeah. nice qualities of people and it's just like can't you just can't you just let that kind of stuff exist as it is you don't need to psychoanalyze every component of your of your personality there is a certain degree of ha of peace you can find in coming to terms with the complexity of the human like emotional yeah. spectrum and not trying to just uh yeah box everything in yeah. so yeah i mean that, that that so if anybody's listening out there stop making those tiktoks about things people like about themselves yeah not everyone is a narcissist if you watch tiktok for long enough you'll be convinced that every single person on the planet is a narcissist because they like certain things that this uh influencer says is like real toxic and weird but everybody's mm. just trying to make sense of the universe as it is so we should all just shut the fuck up do positive stuff and move on with our lives. Totally, you can make some really weird commentary about um, <laughs> TikTok and mm -hmm. and what it's done to our like um, I guess social, not weird, but uh, like the social theatre of like what is viral and popular from week to week. Like before mm. TikTok came along, trends you know would last through snapchat and twitter and stuff for you know like a, a few months you know like i don't know if you ever saw on twitter but they would do like meme calendars where like there was a famous meme for a month <laughs> and it was like you could define a year by which meme was famous in the month but now in tiktok trends evolve so fast Every you day. can have a trend you can have a trend that starts in the morning and if you're online enough you can see it get meta and like almost come back and start eating itself again you know in the space of 24 to 48 hours like people are so online and content so short and evolving so quickly that jokes will like make jokes about themselves within the same day of that joke ever being created i don't know if you've ever seen it happen but it's like very weird and not crazy. that fast but what mm. you understand say, what i'm saying though eh? yeah 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 definitely Suffice to say, as a creator of sorts myself, I tend to just worry about myself. I, th I think that <laughs> that's something I pride myself on, that I'm not out there trying to copy anybody or emulate anything. I'm just thinking, okay, we've got, we've got all these channels that I use. How can we use them to the best of our ability? You and I connected up. We started collabing, and we said we wanted to do a talk show. So mm, it's good mm. enough for me absolutely i know so, that we've been talking a lot lately i don't know if hannah had anything to add into the, the latest discussion before we move on no i agree with what you guys okay. are saying it's good 
Cool. Yeah, no, there's a, there's been a lot going on in New Zealand, and perhaps we'll loop back around uh, to that stuff. But being that uh, you didn't um, get any news out in the last episode, Simon, it's fair enough that you get to go now. And you're going to be talking about inflation, I can see on my secondary screen. Everybody's favorite topic, inflation. Yeah, that's right. Um, we don't really need to get into the nitty-gritty detail of the article as most weeks. I like to just use the article as a bit of a, a springboard to kind of talk about what I want to talk about. But essentially what this article is saying is that economists expect to reach the, um, the highest level of inflation in a decade. And this isn't just isolated in New Zealand. This is a problem that is happening all over the world. Um, and if you read further down in the article, you can see that it starts, it's talking about, um, you know, like the high um, one point something uh, percentage of increase in inflation per quarter, like, um, which 1. means you look at... is that the one you are? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, if you think about that, over a year, that's 5% inflation. How many people do you know getting 5% a year pay rises every year? Um <laughs> I was going to people's say, wages. I, I, I know a few, but they're kind of mm. not the average people. <laughs> no, exactly. But the thing is, yeah, for the average person, and it's happening around the world, but it's happening in New Zealand, your wages are getting eaten alive by inflation at the moment because because of all of the... I mean, I'm not going to criticise the policies because potentially it did save a lot of people's lives, maybe, and it saved a lot of hassle in New Zealand, but we we went hard on the welfare to um to support our COVID response and we were lucky that we were in a pretty good position comparative with the rest of the world to be able to do that but places like the United States have you know put through a couple of once in a lifetime level um acts worth of financial uh, government aid and, and stimulus you know like multiple billions of dollars that they're um creating out of thin air the the organization that um, monitors um, the the Reserve Bank of the United States. They've stopped reporting on how much money they've been printing um, for the last year or so, just as like COVID started. <clears throat> they stopped reporting on the figures, so nobody knows exactly how much it is. Um, but there's been some conservative estimates in terms of like 15 to 20 percent of, or was it 45 percent or something like that? I don't know. But there's something gross in terms of the total percentage of um, US dollars printed in history has happened in like the last 12 to 18 months. America has like stupidly devalued the the US dollar and have been hiding that fact through market manipulation. Um, the the um, some of the online circles I follow in terms of business and um, and cryptocurrencies, people who are um, uh, you know. Uh, invested in being self-made individuals they've been commenting on this being uh, a coming car crash for a while but essentially this massive amount of inflation is going to come to an issue when the every, everyday person the people below the poverty line and maybe just over it at the moment you know people who are just getting by um sooner or later uh prices are going to adjust sharply and people are going to freak out and um you know, there's supply chains getting pressured all around the world. There's going to be shortages. There's going to be, you know, supply issues. There's going to be 
price hikes to cover for for all of it and um do we have any comparators simon because this sounds like venezuela to me is this venezuela is this cuba is this is this what we talk about is this where we're headed well i mean yeah it's that direction i don't know where that close because i mean those countries that like you know that they let the horse bolt quite a long time ago and then that that was that was a long time coming and potentially influenced by other countries um you never really know with the south america um but yeah it's just this would be more of an issue if our debt to gdp ratio was higher than it is you know it's doubled in the last um well it's doubled since our pre-pandemic levels right our debt to gdp ratio was half of what it is now before the COVID pandemic happened. And that's purely based on the government borrowing all that money to make sure that we could provide welfare for businesses and individuals to stay home. Um, and that's why you can see they make statements like not returning to level four ever again now. Um, they, they've just definitely been told to put the the um, cork in the, in the public spending and, uh, because they know that inflation is going to get away on them. So my advice for people watching um, is to invest in precious metals and um, um, and uh, primary resources. Well, no, crypto, it, um, it's too fragile. And it could potentially just be a giant Ponzi scheme. Um, Ooh, big call. Big call. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's the savior that some people tout it as, is that this massive um, rebellion against the centralized banks of the world. The, 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 one, the one thing that I keep coming back to that people have said, and it's very hard to shake, it's just that if crypto really existed to upset the banks, the banks would never have let it happen and get to this point. Like the amount of people that have died to protect the interests of centralized banks and like inter like international monetary funds and banks and and, the, and all of the money makers in the world like the the hit list for them to stay in power is big and there's no way that crypto would have got to where it is now if it didn't have the authorization of these banks if they didn't have a, a way of bringing it down and making and making it all stop or making it work to their agenda um okay so we're live and on the record right now mm. and uh, so so let me do this i'll even i'll even go side by side so we get it really clear okay when my crypto wallet blows up i'll buy simon a lamborghini just for fun mm -hmm. <laughs> how about that yeah yeah yep cool <laughs> I, I i never said it's not an opportunity for people to make money i just don't think it's the long-term permanent solution that people think it is oh there I, is an I opportunity. think you need to diversify yeah. in all things i i yes, think you yeah. need i think yeah. you need to be i don't think it's yeah yeah mm. don't put your yeah i don't yeah, one so. basket no mm. definitely like like yeah diversify be in crypto be in other sectors invest in precious metals like simon says you know gold silver all really valid things this is not financial advice by the way 
We're all on Twitch no. and I don't want to get banned. And yeah, I think um, something that I need to do some more understanding is actually how does it work in investing in shares and not just something like sharesies, actually investing. So you want to learn about shares. I mean, they're, they're as volatile as crypto, you could argue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and things like sharesies where you're not really actually buying you know proper shares in your name those yeah. those platforms are so dangerous like you had the same thing happen um with apps like robin hood and stuff like that in the states with the whole gme debacle mm -hmm. you know like those apps where people were trading shares on similar to sharesies they essentially what they did is they stopped all all purchases of the game stock at, um stock all you could do was sell it because um you, you know of the massive uh short that that was uh people were trying to it was squeeze. amazing it was amazing yeah it was amazing but yeah so this app was basically forced by you know, these massive hedge funds clearly that were going to lose all this money to basically stop letting people buy the stock because it was just pumping so hard and all you could <laughs> do was sell it they were just trying to shake people loose by forcing them to like the only thing you could do was sell it see who was stupid enough do you remember but when yeah, I, I mean... was talking all about GameStop? Yes. Yeah, I, I never got in on it because actually, would it be fair, Simon, to say that in New Zealand, the pathway to um, stock ownership is not really clear for the average New Zealander? It's not promoted at all. Like, you know what I mean? It's never yeah. ever offered as a as a potential avenue for um, self-actualization. Yeah, it's actually quite amazing. But I want to go back to something you said earlier, like your stories, obviously, about inflation today. Mm. But but I'd like to explore more the implications. So you kind of said without saying the government mm -hmm. cannot afford level four or for our overseas friends, total lockdown. They actually can't afford it anymore. Is that what you said? Yeah, well, they... Um... I'll take I'll take words straight from the left's um, <laughs> own own commentary. Uh, abandoning abandoning elimination was not a medical policy decision, right? Like all these people on the left were commenting saying, if they were if they were if the government were to make a completely uh, a wholeheartedly decision grounded in um, health, uh, public health policy. They would never rule out an opportunity to throw us all back into lockdown to remove that or to limit the chances of transmission in the community. But for them to go out there and say that outright, we will never return to level four. And then they never, the government never said this. The media said it for them, and then the government just have started saying it as well. Mm -hmm. But this, this, um, this abandonment of elimination, the government never really said, oh, hey, yeah, you know what, guys, we're just going to give up trying on trying to eliminate this the media just started saying it and now the government have just said oh cool the government the government's just oh cool the media have been you know saying this thing about abandoning elimination we can say it too now people aren't rioting in the streets a few people are upset about it but it's a it was a it was a public it was a you know a public perception um, based uh, decision and to secure them you know the the, the capital to, to get elected again was to, to make it seem like they were being reasonable. 
So the Prime Minister has been asked about this, and one of the things she she goes back to, and I, I kind of have to balance my view on this, but she says, well, we can kind of be softer on elimination strategy because we have such a platform of vaccination. See, see this is where things start to really unravel for me. So... We know because we've done, we've done the reading of the MedSafe and stuff like that and stuff overseas. What that while I can accept that the vaccine will limit your um, symptoms, it doesn't actually stop transmission or stop you from experiencing very serious outcomes from COVID. So, so when the Prime Minister gets on stage and says, well, we can be weaker on elimination because of this, like, what do you think, Simon? Because over the past week or so, I, I've been really struggling with the stuff, and later on, I want to be talking about the Vaxathon, the, the mm. most hideous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Well... I might be ignorant, but I haven't seen an example of a country uh, elsewhere in the world that's had the same sort of uh, vaccine coverage and take-up in their population that's then seen a marketing reduction in cases whilst having, um, you know, relative freedom to New Zealand. No country has vaccinated their country and then, you know, let people return to some sort of integration and uh, stopped COVID. It's st people are still catching it. People are still spreading it. The vaccinated people are ending up in hospitals. Yeah. So, for just, for her to then, oh yeah, go on. I was going to add to that, Simon. I've just found out too that um, one country actually made it mandatory for everybody in the country to get vaccinated, and where the, was that? They went from three thousand cases a, cases to everyone being vaccinated and they've still got like 300 oh dubai yeah yeah, yeah apparently so they've still got cases how do they still have cases no but it's less you see so they're not lying yeah <laughs> it's it's not stopping it and the, the, like you make a good point though simon and and this is this is what i struggle with day to day is like I agree with you that we're probably not going to see the end of the need for lockdowns. So this whole framing about get this unproven, unregistered, unapproved vaccine and we can go back to normal, it's ridiculous. No, they'll, they'll, um, they'll always find a reason for these lockdowns. Like if, um, if people finally start getting sick of the, 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 the vaccine lockdowns and all the COVID lockdowns and they'll be like, all right, okay. Fine, fine, fine. You, you, you're vaccinated enough. We'll let people go back out there. But the environment is suffering. We need everybody to lock down six weeks a year in summer because you use too much CO2. And what we're going to do is we're going to integrate the software into all of your bank accounts and track every transaction. And then if it's if you purchase too many things from carbon polluters, we're going to cut off access to your bank account. We're going to tax your purchases based on how much carbon that purchases is due to um to, to to produce in the world that's going that's what's going to be the next thing is they're going to lock you down because the environment's suffering and they're going to lock down your money so i mean 
that second one i'm not sure if i've said it here already but i've seen it visa you can opt into it on your on their credit cards it's voluntary now but you can already opt in to have your credit card policed by the carbon police so that if you buy too many um gallons of petrol they'll cut you off wow it's completely voluntary now of course right but isn't that such a wonderful thing for the environment for big brother to tell you what you can and can't purchase because it might be good or bad for the environment I just, I. We're getting but, off topic here, but we are. So we're no longer talking about inflation, and I accept that we've kind of moved on. Um, but mm. the the other thing that's gone on in New Zealand uh, since the last episode, Simon, is mandates are now official. the 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 government very, very has, so. the government has been on record. And I, I think I did a bit of research and sent you some clips around this. Um, the government has been on record saying they would never do it. But now yeah. they have. Yeah. And the argument from um, the supporters of the government is, well, we've got a very different picture now, right? So for the people that are still in support of what the government's approach is to this situation we're in, um, is to continue to get vaccinated uh, um, and uh, we're introducing these rules around these high risk situations and in, and positions um, that just so happen to almost be everybody who has a job uh, is now in a high risk uh, workplace <laughs> uh, but because but because delta now is just such a much worse disease than original covid that that Thing that they ruled out being used is now totally what's necessary and is the best tool in their toolkit for uh for for, for managing this thing yeah no let, let's forget about public health measures like masks and washing your hands and sunlight and healthy food and vegetables and <laughs> unhealth and like removing our unhealthy working conditions and housing and all of these things that you know would create agency and much better long-term health outcomes and not line the pockets of corrupt uh, parasitic pharmaceutical companies um yeah mm. it's it's um, it's tough to it's tough to handle so at the at the timing at the time of recording this as well and i alluded to this earlier um we also had in new zealand a national vaxathon where pretty much you were given prizes at various points for vaccinating not not limited to the vaxathon either pretty much every week for the last i don't know easily six weeks there's been some sort of announcement that you can enter a raffle or get get a food parcel or Get some free KFC just for rolling up. I, I'm I'm really disillusioned by by the the almost what what do you even call it like the the pers persuasion of people to get it right like here's some chicken let us inject you rather than giving people quality. Um, unbiased information to go off like mm. at the end of the day Simon it's not actually mine or your business what people inject themselves with but equally 
it shouldn't be anybody's business whether I do or don't either. Yeah, so I I try to have enlightening conversations with my close friends and, you know, my IRL friends um, that and, and just try to make them open to the idea that potentially these people who say they have your best interests at, at heart really, really don't. Um, but there's only so much that they that they can take before it, it challenges their perspe- perception of the worldview and um, and then they just shut off. You know, it's just cognitive dissonance at a point. To a certain point, you can't be too different from what their narrative is because they won't be able to accept it. Um, so I try my best, and like even some of my friends who are fully vexed, they're seeing these methods and tactics come out. And it's even starting to question them, like people who are fully vaxxed going, why, why are they doing this? Even to them, it just seems wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my friend even said, he's like, if somebody at the moment hasn't had the vaccine, outright promotion and pushing it, pushing the vaccine in just every possible channel and avenue out there, is not going to get the the, stu- the stubborn percentage over the line. It's only just going to entrench their viewpoints harder. And I just tended to agree with them. At, at this point in time, it just, it's, there's some, obviously 100,000 people, um, you know, were bought into it. But well, for, for, hold on. Because, like, hmm. I can accept the 130,000 number as one that's been stood up, but. Actually, who announced that and when? Mm, yeah. So. I yeah I I just I'm. Like initially, we. When the vaccine was announced, I said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it, see what happens, and see how useful it is against Delta." Turns out, not at all. Um, and it's also not approved for use in New Zealand. It's it's literally categorized as a medical trial. I, I'm very upset with people being persuaded in the way that they are. And and I'm also real, real fast, I'm I'm also really upset that um Doctor Bloomfield keeps telling everybody that it's safe. If it's safe, flick the switch on MedSafe you know, under the legislation that they're required to monitor things under, flick the switch that says it's safe from MedSafe's point of view. Once you do that, I might believe you, but but to go on TV, to have Dr. Bloomfield dancing around saying, get your, get your vaccine and then for it still to be registered is not approved for use in New Zealand medical trial status. It's just, it's just wild. This is not the country I thought I lived in. So what I was going to say is that, um, so continuing on about Dr. Bloomfield, I recently um, heard about Vaxlon. He was outlining, so the goal for New Zealand was to get 90% of New Zealanders vaccinated. Now his message has changed. It's now saying, well, 90% isn't good enough. Get it run. He's saying, yeah, everybody do it. We can do it all. And he's like, yeah, no, 89% of your, of where we live, Auckland, is now vaccinated. Um, 
either the first or had both the jabs. So um, it's like, nah, all of you guys do it. So one, that's not a good thing. Another couple of messages that I think it's really negative. One, we're not being told the information, but this whole push of um, no jab, no job. Um, it, mm. You know, you're trying to push people, scare them into getting it. You know, they're not interested in getting it, but they're thinking, well, hey, I'm not going to be able to feed my family, so... Better get it. Better get it now. I can't... Oh, but it's your choice. Oh, but you have to get it. It's still your choice, though. Yeah. But you Mm. have to get it. And another thing that is being said is... um, (coughs) Come on, get the shot. Shot, bro enjoy summer with us so we can come back and enjoy summer as New Zealanders. Thank you, Hannah. You've opened up uh, part of the conversation that I was hoping somebody else would. I I think recent um, uh, promotions have been actually quite racist. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, (laughs) where is the respect for the Pacific community to tolerate this like just panderize pander pandering to them like the the fact that the medical the 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 new zealand medical system needs to appear hip and cool and colloquial to you to then stick their needle in your arm like if that's what it takes for you to make life-changing permanent medical decisions about your body then like where is the respect for your own independence you as a i'm from an outsider i do have some moldy heritage in me but i haven't grown up with a don't devalue yourself mm. like that you're moldy bro Mm. that that that's Mm. that's um colonization conditioning you're moldy bro don't worry about it Mm. but the fact that they need to try and act like you to, to to get across their point like it's not right. It's not proper human humane actions. If they want you to do as they do as you're told, they should be able to convince you a sound argument. They should be able to engage you enough to persuade you of the reasons for outweighing the reasons against. But they aren't. They're saying they're singing and dancing and saying, "Look, we're just like you. We mean you no harm. We've harmed you for decades. Shot, We've bro. tried to kill." We've tried to eliminate you in the past. You know, we really wish you weren't here. But, yeah, shot, bro. Um, here's some KFC. Like, if that's what it takes. And for some families, I will, like, caveat by saying some people are not well off and a week's worth of groceries may mean a lot to some people. And for people Make to take that opportunity, yeah. like, I can totally understand and it just reinforces how sick it is for those people to offer that as a condition. Why not just fucking give them the food without making it a condition of the vaccine? That kind of shit is just bribing poor and vulnerable people into handing over their autonomy. Like, if that isn't communism, I don't know what is. And it's this bullying tactic that because it's being so consistent now, you get being pushed on on you. Go and get it, and suddenly, well, if you get a week's worth of groceries when you're struggling out here, yeah, um, yeah, you're saying, well, 
we've got the head honcho saying that it's good so okay yeah and they're not you know um educated enough to do their own research and they're believing that these individuals and they're not actually being provided the correct information um about racism again another thing that we heard the other week on the radio was um go get the shot be moldy oh yeah do it for your fucker papa that was mm. by far the most racist thing that I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. They're trying to turn the vaccine into a fucker papa issue. Now, now I'm not the best equipped to be speaking on this. I'm not. I'm not directly Maori. I'm Cook Islander. But Simon, I'd be so interested in your views. Hopefully, you've heard that on the radio. Yeah, no, I have heard that, Goose, and I don't know who that resonates with, but surely people who have an understanding of, you know, fuckapapa, that this, it's 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 almost to the point of being an inverse message, where if like, this vaccine is potentially going to harm your fuckapapa, yeah. like, I don't, I don't know the um how uh well founded the claim is but you know for many people they're saying that especially the pfizer vaccine is gene therapy you know it's not a vaccine in terms of the way it reacts with your body it is modifying your genes now your fucker papa is your dna it's your genealogy it's your lineage back through yeah. time yeah. so if you're taking this vaccine to protect your fucker papa some people out there in the world are saying that potentially this vaccine is going to do the exact opposite and i yeah. would hope that's not true but i'm not the only person saying that and then i'm gonna go i'm gonna go on a tangent now saying we've covered a little bit but simon it occurred to me so where's oh let me change this scene real fast <laughs> Where's the 4pm stand-up for suicide? Yeah, I saw the joke. Not the joke. I mean, it's a, okay, it is. It's a joke. It's a sick joke that tr tries to make a point, but someone did that same bit with uh, domestic violence. Yeah, where's you know, the 4pm like... stand-up for cancer? Where's the 4pm stand-up for brain injury? Hmm. Or influenza, or any other contagious disease that's you know, you know what I mean? killing people. Hmm. I'm sorry, like we're we're probably at risk of like sounding a bit old hat because we talk about <laughs> talk about COVID a lot on the show, but it, it's very front of mind that that we do this stand up and like people really fascinated by the numbers and, right, and I, like. Uh, Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, this is nothing compared to what I see on standard, like, satellite TV. I go home to my parents' house, you know, for dinner occasion, uh, you know, uh, quite often. But when, we're, when I'm there, it's the only time I'm exposed to TV that's not, like, uh, tailored content that I've chosen. It's watched through the internet. Like, they just watch you know normal tv and then we i watch the news and the uh the um the, the the pretend comedy news you know like the 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 nighttime television hosts that um 
uh, halfway between news and just funny YouTube clips. But, you know, all they are there is to try and attach emotional messaging to, to current events. But anyway, all of that, like multiple hours of time that I was there, the whole time, the whole hour of news, everything was related to COVID. Everything was COVID. Everything was super like stressful and fearful. And it just made me click on. I just, it real made me realize that no wonder the average person is actually so afraid of what's going on right now, because the stuff that they're getting fed makes it seem like everybody around them is out there to get them. Like, they are just so bought into the fact that if they go outside without a mask on, a perfectly healthy individual could walk past them, breathe on them, and trans uh, transmit them COVID, and they could catch it. Like, that's yeah. what people think. And, and, and it's just, this would be a breath of fresh air, I think, compared to the stuff that people are uh, consuming. You know what would potentially change the game for me, and I don't, I don't want to be held to account around this, but what might sway me a little bit, and I mean a little bit, I want to emphasize that, is if the Prime Minister got up on stage and said, mm -hmm. you know what, responding to those people that have done the research, it's actually not approved. So on that basis, we're announcing a... Um, you know, adverse reaction response package to the amount of $20 billion. So if you have any impacts from this, we we are owning that it's experimental, but mm. we, we still really want you to get this because it's actually all we have. If they, if they got the balls enough to acknowledge the experimental status and announce a sort of relief package then I might do it. Real real meme dealer in the chat, how's it going? We're we're talk hey. we're talking about our disdain uh for our government's response to COVID. Welcome to the stream. Nice to meet you. Where abouts are you from? Real meme, he's he's an OG, he's a mod. Oh, okay. Sorry. Hannah's <laughs> <laughs> forgotten you already. No big deal. That's right. Hannah's just so famous, she meets so many people that <laughs> it's hard to make an impression. Do you know what I Hannah's mean? I haven't seen you in a while. We need to see more regulars. It's Amelia. Like, what do you think about that, though, Simon? If they actually got on stage and said, you know what? Yep. Trial status, you're right. I mean, isn't that kind of the case already? Like, do, would, would, it, would your injury resulting of the vaccine be covered by acc no because they that particularly for me they would argue it away they would say oh it's somehow sort of related to your pre-existing conditions i mean you are you do and they wouldn't do that they wouldn't do that with your vaccine package well you make a point there but the fact they haven't announced any sort of mm. What what I'm addressing is they haven't announced any adverse reaction package at all. Like like people just assume that ACC is going to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I or, mean or am I off yeah. track with thinking they should nah. announce something like that? And you can't well, I announce... mean, they would never... Oh, sorry, Hannah. I was going to say, how do you announce to somebody that... Um 
this might cause sterilization or you may not be able to get or may have fertility. Oh my god, remember the sperm report? And um, how do you then compensate somebody for them not being able to have children? They were saying that like the modern testosterone level for males is that the average twenty something year old has a sperm count of like the of like our grandparents um sixty year old kind of thing like uh, just on a general level the sperm counts have just plummeted yeah but still oh I mean that was just this is like a an FYI I mean <laughs> yeah. if, if if it if it can get any worse it's already pretty bad in terms of like um yeah men's health around the world um but into your question back to your question though like, do yeah. I think it would help I don't really know man like it's just at this point in time I I just try and play it out in my head and I could imagine getting just in the getting up there and saying oh hey by the way like yeah it wasn't actually approved by um, the FDA. You know, it was. Oh, it's got so. emergency. It's got authorization. Yeah, and the MedSafe never did any studies of their own. They just interpreted the research that um, Pfizer did, and presented to the FDA. So there's never really been proper research, except for all of you who have um, taken uh-huh. the vaccine already. <laughs> Thank you. You've helped us with this medical trial. But yeah, actually. Um, it is it is it is still a trial and because there is the possibility of uh bad reactions which we think is so rare i'm announcing uh billions of dollars uh up for the taking if you can prove that your injury uh was from the vaccine and i can imagine all of the hundreds of thousands of people that have already taken it getting up in arms going well what do you mean i've taken something that's unsafe you said for months that it was safe and that i need to take this for my health and like, my fucker papa. Yeah. Oh my god. Simon, I've just noticed that we're at the top of the hour. I'm gonna take a quick break and share some messages from our good friends at Twitch. And we'll be right back after this. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for bearing with us on that short break. I'm not sure if you actually saw um, the messages from our good friends at Twitch. But we've been encouraged to take more breaks uh, as streamers, so it's kind of nice to be able to do that. Simon, um, Real Meme's actually done something really interesting. Cool. Oh, yeah? He's actually laid out his follower age, and it looks like uh, Real Meme has been following for three years, four months, eight days, and a handful of hours. Nice. Good innings. That's really nice. Uh, Real Meme says, almost finished uni in the time space that I've been following. Nice. That's what I thought. Nice. I remember last time I remember speaking to you and you were just starting uni, so, in the beginning of it, so. Hard case. Of course, I'm really fortunate to have Real Meme as a follower because he came to us by way of Michael Pullman, who, who, as we know, has unfortunately passed, so it's it's really good to have one of Michael's friends along, yeah, and mm. part of our familia as well. Yeah. So Hannah, you said you had a story. I don't actually have your notes, so I'm gonna fly by the by the seat of my pants on this one. Just a bit of an informative thing, a bit of a positive um, 
outreach. So, um, you know, often you find with large corporations, you will either get lost in in the mix of things, or, um, and when I say corporations, I'm saying um, responding and, and questioning, sending a feedback form. And, you know, often you won't get a response. Now I have to say, I am very impressed. We recently here for Jade's company have um, joined Monday.com, which is CRM system. And, you know, I sent him a query and I was so impressed with them. I just kind of said to them, <laughs> I I wasn't impressed with them and said to them say, Hey guys, this is not accessible. What's your um plan? Um and a lot of times from websites and different different platforms, I've had people come back to me and say, Accessibility, what's that? <laughs> um, what you have you have network issues, you can't access the site? <laughs> yeah. And literally Monday.com came back to me and actually said told me the roadmap for web accessibility and to make it more so there'd be more universal access for all because right now um you know the app has limited capabilities but it's, it's talking about growth and i just thought they're actually following up and making sure that i'm satisfied with it and want to actually keep um, engage with me to make sure how I feel as changes develop and come on come on board so it's, it's interesting to know what kind of experiences you guys have found with um, not just um, websites but any, any situation that actually having workable feedback and in a positive way forward within your work yeah, I, I think what you're highlighting and Simon kind of alluded to is that a lot of these uh, big data apps that we use on a daily basis, when you, when you ask about accessibility, they literally have no idea what you mean. And as Simon just said, you know, they tend to go, oh, what, you can't get on? Or you, like, mm. is, your, yeah. is your modem working? Is, is, yeah. the, is the first question uh, you'd probably get and um what hey, jade yeah you you guys are frozen just your camera just oh, a side we actually are too but you can still hear me okay yeah yeah everything's all good like i'm fine it's literally just your camera <laughs> i'm fine it's literally just you cool yeah let, let no me... I, I mean like and <laughs> i can see myself moving flawlessly um on the stream it's yeah. just you guys let me try and solve that i genuinely worked on that before the stream <laughs> and but thought we shout out it. to the um shout out to the quality for today we've um taken another step in the direction of making these live streams even better and um hopefully if you've been watching the last few this camera should be nice and tight and crisp mm. so so do you do you like the new process we we won't talk about it so much right how are you finding because we're not using discord anymore is the thing that yeah. i will say friendship with discord ended friendship <laughs> with the bdo ninja 
now uh, started. Oh, I don't know what's going on with my camera, but I'm always having to go back to my my not so great one. But we're back now. Thanks for the little shout out about the technical issue there, Simon. Where was no I? No worries. So, I don't know if you can um, push the camera a little bit if or oh, how much you can. You mean yeah, let yeah. Hannah actually in? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get her all in there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, where were you? Sorry. Yeah, so so these big data apps, you you know that they, they focus on uh, shortest amount of time from sign up to putting your credit card in. So so accessibility is way 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 down the priority for a lot of these apps. I mean, Twitter and Facebook have been around a little bit longer, so they've had time to invest and look at that and actually it has to be said that twitter's done a reasonable job facebook i'm still hearing things about the fact that you know it could be better simon um i won't go into it but you know the the organization you're with that they need to have a decent consideration of accessibility so you've had a bit to do with accessibility in your job yeah yeah or even my previous job before that um well not even that job sorry it was before my first job when i was interning whatever you call it i don't know part-time um work at a software company whilst also studying my first role ever was a software testing and a software tester and um i did have to use jaws as part of my job to oh, test the wow. software yeah so trying to just like close my eyes and like tab and and learn the jaws like keystrokes whilst also trying to like use a website that i hadn't really spent much time understanding where it all was like it was it was, i almost gave up like it was just so difficult to try and <laughs> use the um <laughs> to use jaws with like my eyes closed i just gave up and and kept my eyes open while i used it and it wasn't them it wasn't much easier but you kind of knew what you were highlighting at least instead of just listening to what it was saying like um so I've had a bit of experience, yeah, pretty much my whole working life with accessibility, which is kind of cool. Like I had a pretty good um, foundation of accessibility in some of the tools people use before I joined a, a disability-related company. But even here, like um, it's not like accessibility is a core. Well, it it, it like when you begin a project, you know, it's a core part of the scoping and it's a core requirement. But when it comes down to the fact of, say, like building a website, it's not like every week the the, the meetings go, okay, what's the what's the the most recent changes we've made to this, and what are the accessibility um, uh, uh, consequences because of that? Like, are things easy to use, or did it hinder navigation in any way? Like, that's not happening. Like, we would think it should. Um, I guess if 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 it was like, if you if it was you know accessibility at the core of everything and, and i think there are a few reasons for that one is you know um we've talked a lot simon about disability employment statistics so you don't you know, you're not really that exposed uh to people with disabilities in different workplaces there, there is something to be said about disabled people themselves needing to upskill in different fields we were having a chat, you, you know, before the stream about stuff like that. You, 
certain fields you you just don't see disabled people in so more more work needs to be be done in that area often um in the spaces that i work similar to yours there's always that that debate of oh yeah diversity is cool but we need the right person for the job mm. and, and i don't actually dispute the right person for the job argument i i actually agree with that my 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 wondering though starts a couple of steps back from that to say well how will disabled people ever get into these roles if we just write them off entirely you know we need to do we need to do better with pathways because if i if i'm honest and i've said this on stream before i have been extremely ridiculously lucky with, with some of the opportunities that i've gotten but at the same time it, it has to be said i've been really strategic about where i've positioned myself to show up in front of people that could give me opportunities as well and absolutely just to, just to follow on from what you said is um i feel like simple updates um accessibility is an afterthought you know, I've been involved in projects where I've been asked to um, review and um, provide advice about um, how, accessible, how accessible a product is. And then I find that one, my advice is in almost ignored in ways, has been almost ignored in ways because they've got a path blight pathway of when something needs to be released and <laughs> deadlines and then Lol. they haven't actually considered well what if it's not accessible and there's been situations where people have just like well we've just gone and released it and we'll fix it up another time that priority stack right simon mm-hmm yeah the, there's a there's been a, a quite a big Sorry. shift um there's been quite a big shift in the recent years to um, being quite accepted of the minimal viable product approach of um, release what you can and fix what you need to later. Like, and some and people people take that approach. People know that that exists in the private sector, but then just to bring this kind of back to the discussion that we've had throughout this live stream is that people in the public sector do the exact same shit point in point in case is this the new app that they're talking about for the vaccine vaccination status and there was already security um experts you know uh putting out news articles saying that they'd you know run the app through um security screening um services and they've given it a poor rating and saying that it's at risk of being exposed like the government will half-bake everything they do because it's just regular people like we do like we are they will rush out a minimal vile product and then they'll fix what they need to later like you can bet damn sure that any sort of tech built for the government is from from the lowest bidder for the cheapest price <laughs> i'm just laughing simon because i'm thinking okay i've been asked to develop a minimum viable product uh, whereas my minimum viable product will be sure I'll make sure it's definitely accessible and then there'll be design elements and features that will need to be developed at a later stage. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. interesting about bringing people's 
lived experience into pro projects because they, as Hannah just said, you know, we've got a pro we've got a project on the table at the moment, Simon, and you've heard about this for about a year. Uh, it's been in contract negotiations, um, and accessibility is going to be feature number one. Like like people are going to have to chase us for for a um animated hamburger menu because. Uh, accessibility is going to be first, so, so it's going to be an interesting um, turn of the table, as they say. Mm, nice. I'm just going to go and sure. check the oven. Yeah, Excuse don't me. don't burn the place down. Well, that that is a nice story to to round on in terms of the Monday.com accessibility. It's not very often that we get to pipe up and acknowledge. Uh, big companies like them for doing the right thing, but Simon, I think we've reached a good place in the show to maybe wrap up. Yeah, I think it's a good place to 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 um, send off for the evening. It's been a great live stream, been lots of uh, lively discussion, and I think um, it's been good to to get back out here after taking a week off. So, so what are your final thoughts for the people? What do you, what do you want to leave people with for the week? Um, I guess if if there was anything that's probably quite important at the moment would just be to be aware of the sliding goalposts. Like if you are basing a very serious component of your life um, off the instructions and rules and guidelines set out by the authority uh, in your area, then just be conscious of when what they tell you changes um from what you were uh, um, happy with or what you'd agreed to um because it's happening right now and it has been happening for the last 12 months where um the goalposts of uh, of ending uh, a situation or achieving the ideal outcome has continually evolved and will continually evolve out of our grasp until we all realize that we need to um, get to a point where we say we do not want to go along with your plan for us anymore. Mm. We want to take control for um, our own lives. So that's what I want to just leave everyone with. Just be careful of the goalpost shifting. Just keep a mental note of what you um, agreed to and what you authorize versus what they are telling you. I have to absolutely agree with that, and um, that there's there's hard evidence that the goalposts have shifted. You, you know that this this government will have you believe them been saying the same thing the entire time. They they actually yes. haven't. So so I just I just encourage everybody out there to um, really look after yourselves. Like that's all I can say at this point because mandates are coming you're gonna feel bullied you're gonna feel pressured i i just really feel bad this is this is not the country that i thought i lived in honestly and, and I, I don't yeah i don't know what to think anymore but to kind of flip the mood a little bit i do want to say something so it's actually kind of poignant that uh real meme uh, brought up his follower age because I actually have an announcement today. So mm. next week is my birthday, and for for anyone that's been following uh, since the beginning of the year, 
since we, um, you know, created this new format of Here Is What We Know podcast, um, I'm actually going to be doing a giveaway. And, and to avoid botting and things like that, uh, the follower age is actually going to be part of the competition. So I don't have too much to announce right now, but it is going to be for people that have at least followed at the beginning of the year. And um, give me some time to work out the details, but it's going to be a decent prize. Awesome. Jade's birthday giveaway is happening. Uh, I'm going to announce the details early next week, and then we might be doing the draw live on stream right here. And we'll have, we'll have a beer, we'll have a cider, we'll have a bit of a celebration all together here with Simon. How about that? Sounds wonderful. Lovely. I love it. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah, so we'll figure out the details and I'll get some inspiration from Simon if he has any in terms of what we can give back to the fans. But I, this year for me has has been one of complexity but also lots of really nice things happened so so i re i really just want to go go out strong and acknowledge that and give back um before we go i just want to say again if you haven't subscribed if you haven't followed if you're not following me on youtube if you want these streams to continue uh please continue consider doing that stuff it really helps out even even just viewing uh, the streams or the videos really help. Uh, but for now, actually, Hannah, did you... Link? Yep, so exclamation mark social in the chat will bring up all the details. But before we go, Hannah, is there anything you wanted to say? Just thank you, everyone, for uh, being out tonight and really appreciate your your time and you guys following and engaging with us yeah um you guys are awesome thank you jane and simon yeah we do what we do eh, simon <laughs> yeah we can. <laughs> um but that'll do for now guys thank you for being a part of the channel thank you for being a part of the journey please stay awesome and we'll see and and we will see you all in the next one, times <laughs> two. Sorry, Hannah. Stole your line. No, sorry. Oh. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>